I don't know, but I think after shaving my head, it looks pretty good. Welcome to the last Jacob Wayne show of this year of Allah 2021. Uh, back with me is Kellen Gibbons to ring out this last episode. How you doing, sweetness? I'm doing good. Getting ready to kick this year out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the first things first, 2020 or 2021, other than the intensity of the COVIDness of 2020, which year was better to you? Well, 21, I think. That, like, now that 2020 was terrible, like, it really wasn't as bad for me as it was for some other people. Mm-hmm. Like, you and me and our buddies just kind of hunkered down and Minecrafted most of that year, it felt like. So, yeah. <laughs> well, kinda... and the stimmy checks. And if you're already mm-hmm. self employed, like artists, type that was just kind of a nice little injection and yeah like all right cool and that was like 12 gigs yeah but i don't know man um yeah this year was not my favorite it's definitely not the worst uh yeah not as big of a fan i like 2020 a little better damn yeah just was just felt too grinding with mm-hmm. work I had to do or get done. And just like, I could never find enough like time to just get things done. And I think in some regards, that's just due to adding more to my plate, but yeah, not the biggest fan. So I'm excited for 2022. Yeah. But uh, let's do our first things first. You already opened your drink, but what you drinking? I I forgot to make the noise. And I'm along so with that, if you can think of it, conjure it to your mind, what was your favorite drink or beer or discovery about drinking that you made this year? Holy God. That's a, that's a tough one right there. Mm-hmm. So I'm drinking the All Beyond Triple. I think I've had this one before. That's familiar. Family brewing. So yeah, from down in Salt Lake, I think I've had it. So this one's definitely in the running. This brewery has brought me much joy. I don't know if they're a twenty. They might have even been into twenty twenty a little bit though. So I'm not going to say they're the twenty twenty one thing. I think honestly, the tastiest beverage I've had in this year is Weldworks. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's gonna be hard to pick which one. That either that Bam Bam, uh, that orangey one yeah or the one there was like a pie one 
some fruity pie one out there. Key lime pie. Yeah. Uh, and I, oh, orange dream sickle. That was the, the orange dream sickle is good. And the one I don't know why, but the one I crave still is that peanut butter one, man. I loved that one. It's weird. <laughs> I don't, I know. I, it's it, interesting. It's very but... weird. I like it a lot. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We had this, uh, I made a little post about it on my Instagram about this uh, candy cane, cream cheese. Oh, yeah. Whatever one. Like, definitely interesting, but I don't need peppermint in my alcohol, so. See, I even thought that one might be even a little weird for me just because of the peppermint. You'd appreciate the craft, but yeah, not so much the flavor. But yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose Weldworks is the thing. It was the first year going to their actual location. I'm getting a flight of all their different beers. I think I had key lime pies last year, but yeah. Yeah, I I remember getting their Juicy Bits IPA too. You guys like brought us some of that, I think in 2020, but just their full-on sours and the craziness they're getting into now. They're, they're so good. Oh, yeah. Well, we have to move along at somewhat of a brisk pace because we have chunkier segments coming up. As far as food, what was a food discovery you made this year? What was the best top one? Japche. Japche noodles. It's changed my life. <laughs> yeah. In a good way. And we actually just got a restaurant here in Logan uh, called Cup Bop that, that has it. That's that's pretty dang good. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think mine... Hmm... Might have been chicken crust for chicken crust pizza. Oh. And there's a couple of those recipes that I'm not totally sure if that was like the end of last year or the beginning of this, but like chicken with cream cheese in the middle wrapped in bacon. Yeah, that sounds good. Or, uh, oh, okay, I got one, then we'll move right along. It was when I visited Utah this year. And was hanging out with Michael Valentine, as the show knows him. And he took me to his friend's Senegalese food truck. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it has some stuff that you're you're kind of used to, like chicken and rice and whatnot. But they have these smash fried plantains mixed in with the spices they use for the chicken. I was like, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's some tasty new stuff for me, so... Yes, nice. smash fried plantains and then those recipes at home. But uh, so good stuff. I suppose this show needs somewhat of a disclaimer. Um, we're both individuals that tend to enjoy various media forms like video games, movies, music, etc. But I wouldn't say that we're the most on top of the current as some people mm-hmm. um i think you and me do a lot of backlogging it's like ah 1977 what was that year up to <laughs> yeah and then kind of getting sucked into that or like historical things and so take that for what it is because some of these areas i know i didn't and i'm gonna guess for you and you tell me if i'm wrong when we get to any of them but I don't imagine you got too deep into the new stuff on some of these segments. So Man. what this show kind of is, is we're going to do a fun little 
drinking game trivia at the end, like we do from time to time. Go over a couple 2021 things, because I always liked end-of-the-year wrap-up shows. Some people don't like them, but then some people also don't like sex. So they can Uh, go fuck themselves. Hey, hey. So... First things first, let's uh, get some of these out of the way so we can get into music where I know we did a little bit more listening and yeah. doing. Uh, new Newest video game, new video games from 2021. What was the best one? Oh, for me, Valheim. It was Valheim, Valheim year two. My game of the year, yep. I tried a bunch of new games. Some are not 2021 new, so there is that. So I won't bother getting into honorable mentions because we got more to get to. But Valheim, I think I've still played more hours on that than this New World business I've been up to. And while New World is fun for its MMO aspects, and that's the first time I've really ever officially had like a group of five people going at something consistently like that. So that's been fun, but... Valheim, you and me played it in one world, and then I went back and replayed it with this group that ended up playing New World. And yeah, Valheim is just, it's a little bit of that MMO thing, but so Mm -hmm. much more free with the building and like the vibe could just be real casual. Um, The combat was a lot of fun and like thrilling because you really get fucked up. Of scary and uh yeah i think it's definitely in line with uh, other games like minecraft and mm-hmm. uh, even skyrim a little bit all these big games that you remember from over the years and that's why i would say that's my number one yeah it's just it feels like it kind of took a lot of fun elements from a lot of those other good games and just kind of brought it all together like didn't try to go crazy on the graphics but it looks really good and just, just made a solid game. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. Definitely. So, moving right along, what was the best new movie of the year? Oh, God. Hold on. Let me did see. You see. How many new movies did you see? <laughs> uh, well, I saw a bunch of new movies. I just don't know if any of them were for. Oh, um, Let's see. I did watch Luca. That was good. Hmm. That was new this year. What was that about? It's a uh, Disney Pixar thing. Uh, okay. So it's on. It's the Italian one. So it's a coming of age story. So, mm-hmm. yep. It's really fun little. Yeah, they're a little Italian movie. It's a, it's a good time. I like if you you know you're in the mood for one of those Disney Pixar things. Sure. It's fun fun family classic. That's that going to really, be your number one? That was like the only movie from this year that I watched that I know is from this year. What else came out this year? Let's see if I oh, saw one that stuff. I totally missed. <laughs> uh, there's a lot I missed. So a bunch of Marvel movies, The Last James Bond. Uh, I, If you remember, during this year, we did the trek through HBO Max releases which yeah. a lot of them I ended up not even watching because it was stuff like Space Jam Legacy or Tom and Jerry. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah. So with movies, it was a lot of revisiting favorites and 
mm-hmm. seeing stuff I'd never seen before that was a big deal. And this is going to get a little bit of anger, but if it does anger you, feel free to write us at the Jacob Wayne Show at gmail.com because we always like a little bit of feedback. But I recently watched Gladiator for the first time. Yeah. I don't see what the big deal is. Oh, I think that movie's like really mediocre and flat. Word. And it's like, oh, uh, more action. Cool. Russell Crowe, stabby, stab, stab. And I kept trying to like, well, the music's amazing. So many people were saying that it's Hans Zimmer. I love Hans Zimmer, but it seemed uh-huh. like whatever to me. Yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is really good in it as a little Weasley son of a bitch, kind of like he is in a lot of things. <laughs> and Russell Crowe was just Russell Crowe. He had a pretty good cry. Spoiler yeah. alert, the Roman uh, <laughs> Empire has his wife and kid murdered. So his little cry drool thing. I kept trying to watch yeah. it and like this was 2001 though. It was the 2001 best picture winner. Wow. I think it came out in 2000, but either way, I was just like maybe this would have been a big deal to me when this came out had I seen it. Uh-huh. would have been like yeah like it's so stirring and emotional but there's just so much other things that have done it better and as a bit of a history nerd the they're just yeah this one emperor tried to bring back the roman republic like no he didn't <laughs> like, what the hell is this like and it's it is kind of a what if story a little bit but it's just like uh yeah so anyway that's a lot of what i did this year my best movie of the year was dune because Uh, that was a long time coming that movie's been in development hell for well over a decade after they released the weirdo 80s version and there's like the sci-fi channel one that was like sci-fi channel-y yeah and uh yeah, I think they they did a great job. Hans Zimmer, who nice. did the score, did a great job. Denis Villeneuve did a wonderful job directing. Um, and the actors were really good. So now I'm going to start a whole new culture thing where giant fans of Gladiator are going to shit on Dune <laughs> just because I shit on Gladiator a little bit, Bring but liked up. Dune. Because that's how people enjoy movies these days. It's exactly what's going on with Matrix 4 right now. I'm not going to get into it because we don't have time. We'll maybe discuss it in the next episode because I'm debating about whether to do a movie review for it or just wait till next year to start doing those again when I have more time. But it is interesting. It's a lot like Star Wars Last Jedi. Some people thought it was the end of democracy. Some (laughs) people thought it was... uh, you know, the end of democracy from their angle. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just civil war over a Star Wars movie. So yep. pretty fucking stupid. Anyways, <laughs> we did video games and movies. Was there a new TV show that came out this year that you liked? That you thought was the best? Oh, man. I'll let you take a quick look. Let's see, see. I Obviously, the biggest one for everybody was Squid Game. I mean, everybody was talking about that shit. But haven't gotten around to that yet. 
I figure I have a sneaking suspicion that might be my favorite new show of the year. But until I see it, it's Loki. One of those Marvel shows. I just thought Loki was a lot of fun. Multiverse weirdness like they're all getting into in that old MCU. And uh, yeah, other than that, I once again was catching up on stuff. I've been showing Shocky Sopranos for the first time. I watched uh, Ozark for the first time. A little bit of The Wire as I continually slowly watch that show that's really great, but absolutely not bingeable. Uh Uh-huh. I know there was one more, but see, it wasn't that important because I couldn't remember it. So you got one? (laughs) Well, I I can't, I don't, it didn't come out like a new stuff this year uh but uh i'd say my favorite one i started watching this year probably uh the fargo tv yeah. series those were good that was very good but they did not come out in 2021 so strike it from the record <laughs> didn't you say the wire no as i was giving you time to find a show oh okay with banter ah. what what tv shows did start this year i don't even know a whole bunch of ones i never saw or heard of yep so shit ton of uh mcu ones yeah squid game yeah have you heard of squid game i have i've only seen memes about it and i just like nope to see in the stuff that i was like "Eh, not for me Hmm. but maybe oh maybe i should try it but i don't know maybe it's korean you like the jap chain noodles maybe this extends to other areas worth a try yeah i don't know it's all a matter of what you have time for and i definitely respect people's like no that's not for me and i haven't <laughs> even seen it if you're a disciplined viewer yeah. or listener whatever it may be you're like no like, maybe one day i'll throw it on just to see but no <laughs> <laughs> i'm like that with a lot of music and so with that music. shall we get into the music yeah all right, because I don't Let's think do there's it. anything left on that list. That's all the so, traditional forms. Do you have any honorable mentions for your top five albums of the year? New albums released in 2021. Um, no, I can't think of any. I've like I said, I barely came up with my five, so I kind of all right. I kind of so stuck will, to getting new tunes. I will be quick because I was way better about this this year. Um, honorable, these are like lowest tier honorable mentions where I'm just going to say the artist names. So if you want to like slow down your audio so you can catch all of them, if you give a fuck while you're listening, feel free to do so. But these honorable mentions are Tropical Fuckstorm, Hiatus mm-hmm. Coyote, Vince Staples, mm-hmm. Sneaker Pimps, Melvin's Five-Legged Dog album, Mastodon, Idols, Courtney Barnett, and the collaborative album between Aesop Rock and Blockhead. So those were all fairly interesting, this and that. And all I will say is that Melvin's was a band that I listened to a ton this year. I finally just started getting really into them. Uh And this album they released is just like acoustic covers of all these old songs. And so 
I barely getting into these old songs. So hearing acoustic covers of them didn't do much for me. Yeah. I was just like, nah, I'm still getting into all the heavy stuff. And one of my favorite things about the Melvins is the tone on their guitars and various way they, ways they mix their stuff. Uh-huh. So I was like, acoustic? Like, meh. And I've never been yeah. that into acoustic albums anyways. It's pretty hard to get me in there. So there is that. As far as this next list of albums, I'll actually say the album names because they were a little bit bigger to me but still didn't make the top five. There was Tomahawk's Tonic Immobility, one of Mike Patton's little things. Yeah, oh. Black Midi, which is their album Cavalcade, which had that weird John L. cult leader video we watched. Uh-huh. Uh, Cannibal Corpse, Violence Unimagined. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cannibal Corpse is a lot like Meshuggah for me, where they just keep refining what it is that they do like uh-huh. better and better and it's just like Mwah. and i did have a quick question for you before i continue do you know the difference between death metal black metal or grindcore i think so could you inform the audience real quick because i realized like i'm not sure what cannibal corpse is i think they're death yeah i'd say they're death death metal um like death metal is just like really like fast and the guitars like I um uh, I feel like the death and black metal are really close. The black metal has a lot more to do with like the theme, so that's like more like dressing up, and like the black metal does seem to have a lot mm. of more just like the just like the tremolo guitars. They like to do that a lot. Um, or death metal will still like grum, 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 you know, kind of break it down. It's a little more cave, Manny. Yeah. <laughs> and then grindcore yeah. is just like is core, so it's not like metal. It's just like really, really nasty punk, you know, hardcore mm. stuff. So it's like they're just like nasty guitar riffs. Maybe not quite as much distortion as metal in the singer. Uh, what's a see you next Tuesday? his first album his band before that was called flesh and blood robot mm-hmm. that's like what i would consider more like grindcore and i guess i was mixing up grindcore with uh thrash metal thrash is like the old yeah that's like 80s. slayer pantera yeah <laughs> which all those other people are like that's not metal so it's kind of funny yeah i i can't listen to that crowd of people oh no don't listen to the metal crowd the jazz crowd the classical crowd anyone that like only listens to one of those or the rap crowd or they've got anybody that just listens to one of anything this is the only real rap this is the only real metal like shut up yep anyway continuing speaking of a band that i guess isn't metal anymore gojira their (laughs) album fortitude which Ah, one metal album of the year somewhere but people are like well it'd be great if they put out a metal album again was just like yeah like i'm kind of glad that they tried other things than just doing exactly what they did three albums ago but you know call me crazy each one of their albums have been pretty amazing and a little different that's that's cool (laughs) that's what i would say but uh then there was more chiba black is blue a great new album but i just haven't listened to it enough 
And that is ultimately what helped me make my decision on my top five is what were ones that I actually came back and kept listening to more and more. And, Uh you know, like some of these, I know I love them, but they just kind of, I listened to them hard for about a week. Yeah. And then kind of, so there's Butcher Brown, the album Encore. Uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, you're the one who talked about them. I just yep. a video today popped up of their organ player like getting ready to record some tracks. I don't know if it was that album or another album, and I was just like, "God damn, this guy's good." <laughs> yeah, no, they're very good. And uh, yeah, just kind of went to the wayside a little bit this year. Um, Saint Vincent's Daddy's Home. She was one of my favorite um, kind of artists over the last few years, but this one, I do like it. Just didn't quite ring with me like the other ones did in the past uh-huh. uh, definitely got to give a shout out to Limp Biscuit releasing something again um, their yeah. album still sucks it's very <laughs> Limp Biscuit. we've talked about it plenty on this show but really interesting band stuff and goofy entertaining what the hell is that-ness from Fred Durst but I'm yeah. happy that they're putting stuff out again and reminding people that they're the kings of late 90s new metal Whatever that means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Diablo Swing Orchestra did not make my top five. Is Swing and Stroll Down the Rabbit Hole. We've talked about that one quite a bit. I have a sneaking suspicion that's going to be in your top five, so we'll just oh. keep going. <laughs> and uh, Devin Townsend's, I'm just going to mention both albums, The Puzzle and Snuggles. Really respect them, really like them, but just didn't feel the need to really keep throwing them back on. So all of these, I would hope to, you know, keep revisiting because I'm definitely the type of listener that, you know, I'll kind of like, all right, that was fine. And then five years later, I'll come back to it and start to get really into it. Like it takes me a while to warm up to a lot of stuff. And I find that the albums that I do play over and over and over again, when they first get released, then they somehow go away and I almost never put them on again. So it's actually probably a good sign if I listen to it a couple times and just set it aside. Let it stew. Yeah, I'm like, all right, that's going to be one. I'm just not sure what to feel yet. <laughs> and that's absolutely why Limp Biscuits still sucks is not in my top five because I'm a big old Limp Biscuit boy. But that was a quick digestion. And then like, eh, I'll probably not put this on very much for a while but with that let's get into our top fives and we'll go with your top five your number five first all right well like i said i had trouble finding five so i'm gonna do it's a no uh, this is top five albums of the year this way i'm not saying this is one of the top five albums of the year it was a top five album affecting my year so i'm gonna go (laughs) i'll let you say it but had to come out this year oh it did highland drifters (laughs) the album an album i'm on which did take up a lot of my time and is very good to finally have it be out so sure Say the whole title again. It's uh, just self-titled. It's the Highline Drifters self-titled album. 
That's available on all your streaming services. Yeah. The Spotify's, the YouTube's, it's all over. Well, I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> so, yeah, there is some new Gamma Pi releases as well. So go check no. that out. Albums? EPs. Ah. That's the difference. <laughs> it's 2021. <laughs> but my number five was Big Dumb Face, Christmas in the Cave of Dagoth. Because Big Dumb Face is the brainchild of West Borland, the guitar player of Limp Bizkit. Always been a huge influence on me. And this is way more of his true self. He's always been kind of the odd man out in Limp Bizkit and does great riffs for him. But Big Dumb Face, Eat the Day, Black Light Burns, all that other stuff is way more him. And why this one makes my top five because it hasn't been out very long at all is it's a completion of a trilogy of his and uh this started in 2001 with his first album duke lion fights the terror and that was always such a weird one-off album inspired by ween and mr bungle and all that stuff and it's uh when i bought that as a cd when i was a young boy me and my buddy DJ memorized it and just loved it and would always listen to it. And they're like, wow, they'll ne- they're never going to make this again or another one of these. Because then he just went off to do other projects and come back to Limp Bizkit and leave Limp Bizkit and then come back to Limp Bizkit. And you're like, well, yeah, Big Dumb Face is just so way back when. And then he released a second one that was released on Halloween, mm-hmm. which also happened with the new Limp Bizkit record, which is interesting trivia. But uh, yeah, that one was wonderful and a great treat for Halloween. So this one is number five purely because it was the most excited I got about something coming out and then having it deliver and just be a great, wonderful, weirdo fucking album. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, it's on. I didn't really get these right down to top five. So I'll just put that one in my slot four because it's also on my list. All right, (laughs) he turned me on to it, and I, yeah, it's awesome. I can't, I've been digging it ever. I keep, I listened to it like three times the first day I listened to it. I was just like, again, again, (laughs) no, yeah, and it's all like a shit ton of hilariously programmed drums, but he does all the guitar playing himself, yeah, which is important to point out, yeah, yeah. I was wondering, I was, uh, yeah, I was wondering if the drums were programmed or if he got somebody to come in and lay it down and. I know love... that was always a thing of his. Ah, he does big dumb face is just this ridiculous inhuman metal drummer. Ah, nice. And uh yeah, but then he also takes synths and like wires them together to make all the weird keyboarding noises. So that's like created live, not yeah. like through his computer per se. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then, yeah, he does the whole vocal distortion. And if you can't understand what he's saying, it's kind of on purpose. Yeah. On the second album, it became even more distorted. And people were like, why can't I read any of these, understand any of these lyrics? And it seems like he doubled down. Uh, yeah. Nice. So when I can't understand them, I think I'm just like, huh? Which is fun. Yeah. So that makes it, it makes it funner. Yeah. 
That's what I think. And it's like, yeah, as you're like, little cocksucker. You're just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, it's it's fun to try to catch them. Yeah. But uh, yeah. With that, my number four is Japanese Breakfast, their album Jubilee. Um, this was kind of like my musical crush of the year. I always managed to find some female musician that really worms her way into my heart and uh just had a lot of like interesting creative low budget music videos and looked at some of her past live performances and then i was anticipating this album coming out and it's like a mixture between what was you always remember the name of it because you're the one that showed it to me what was that pop song that came from japan Oh, the goodbye, good girl one. Yeah, goodbye, good girl. Can you just search that on YouTube and it'll pop up? The artist? Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's a little elements of that, like what I think they call city pop in Japan. But it kind of has like city pop mixed with like 80s pop music and kind of indie guitar. There's elements of it that remind me of that band you were in way back in the day water and walls yeah ten tenko ten teko tenko t-e-n-t-e-n-k-o yeah okay yeah so that's just a great catchy tune i don't know if it ever quite reaches that level of city poppiness but yeah uh-huh uh it's just a very good vibe record and really got into her this year and yeah, when I'm a little too tipsy and I'm just like outside staring at the moon. It's my whimsy music. So that's why it's number four. Hell yeah. Sir, <clears throat> go ahead. All right. So, um, kind of just was going to do a little Devin shout out, just all, all the stuff he did this year. Just He did some really interesting stuff with the whole quarantine, the puzzle slash snuggles album you mentioned yeah and he released his uh devolution series mm-hmm. uh, number one and two so number one is like an acoustic album live in leads it's on one of his dvds but he put out just the audio and then the other one is just like random places around the world they you know it's like a he streamed this album random live videos from different shows and put them all together as a thing so Mm -hmm. he just kept real active through the whole quarantine did some cool stuff and uh i like i got his very first acoustic album forever ago and he always has done pretty interesting versions of his own his songs that he does acoustically and some of his songs are written that way but sure yeah the 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 combined works of devon of the year (laughs) What was your favorite one out of all of them? I, I'm leading towards the snuggles. I like that one. Yeah. So nice. And, but that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to just wrap you up and hold you. I was, uh, yeah, that was one that kind of hurt to take off the top five. But because uh-huh. I really respect the guy and I really respect the project. But yeah, just didn't, didn't keep coming back into my brain often enough. Yeah. So we'll see about next year, but then it won't be a new release next year. So we will move on. 
This one I felt a little uh, guilty putting on, almost for somewhat similar reasons. But uh, Mr. Bungle released The Night They Came Home live. And this is probably the most enjoyable live album I've ever listened to. I usually don't oh, yeah. like live albums very much. Huh. And there was enough uh, new stuff on there that was separate from their release last year, which was that um, the Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny demo, yeah, which is a remake of their high school album. It's a lot of the same songs from that. So I was kind of like, eh, does it fully count as a new album release or whatever? But I was just impressed impressed enough with the live album enough. And there was enough new stuff on it. And I listened to it a lot, perhaps even more than the original demo. So, yeah, it's number three. And I got to give a shout out to Mr. Bungle because... Uh, this is definitely a year I fell even more back in love with Mike Patton. Tomahawk was another band of his that was an honorable mention. Um, really got into Faith No More this year after not totally vibing with it. And uh, yeah, that's number three. Oh, yeah. All right. Number two is one I, I did shout out when it came out, which is way back in February now. This is a just a fun little jazz album by one of the the living legends, the the Samba de Maracatu by Joe Chambers. Came out on Blue Note. And yeah. It's a it's a great album. It's got some standards, some new tunes he wrote, and he plays drums and vibraphone on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's such an amazing drummer. He's just really cool. I just earlier today was watching a video of him just breaking down like not even just a drummer, but like what he's like, this is why people think I'm a good drummer. It's because I, you know, I do this and I do that. Everybody in the band should do this and everybody needs to do this. And it was some good advice. That guy's solid. So Joe Chambers. Nice. You say blue note, that's like the record label. Yeah. Is there anything particular to know about Blue Note? They're just the big jazz label. Okay. Yeah. One of them. Cool. Well, hell yeah. Uh, number two was the band Salt, spelled S-A-U-L-T, huh? and their EP album, whatever you want to call it, named Nine, the number nine. And I played this like a motherfucker when it first came out like just it was for some reason like it was like punky dance uk underground stuff but it's yeah. like soul and rhythm and blues and all this stuff and uh it, it basically it was like if you took the snatch soundtrack and smushed it all together that's like kind of how it came off to me i was like yeah and so I was like, and it's like, has such a DIY kind of vibe to it. Like, just wow, it's like three or four talented individuals got together and just they shot this out. Yeah. And the thing that elevates this for me in particular, and let's see, I had this up. I might have to look it up again real quick. But 
Yeah, I'll look it up just to make sure I get this right. Actually, you know what? I think I might just remember it. So they don't, uh, nobody knows who's in this band. Oh. So they just kind of appeared as this band, Salt, and they released this stuff constantly. And just by word of mouth, it kind of got through. Obviously, some bigger musicians or something because, you know, they were getting people like Questlove to talk about it. And I mean, that guy does do a deep dive. Like, he has a crazy record collection and all that. But it's like, all right, certain people are talking about this, but nobody says who's who or what's what. And um, so the album title, Nine, they released it on only like online streaming services and Uh it was only up for 99 days and then they took it down and they have no intention of putting it back up or releasing it you know i I imagine down the line maybe they'll release a vinyl who knows but it like kind of created this whole weird buzz where it's like yeah you get 99 days to listen to it and then we're taking it away and then if people rip and copy it and get it out there, they're not going to do anything about it. They're just like, no, yeah, it just it lives that way. Huh. I thought that was kind of like really interesting. And it takes a lot of nerve to release something that good and then be like, nope, you don't get it anymore, public. I was just like, ah, the nerve. I wish I had that luxury as a musician. Where people like gave yeah. a fuck enough to be like, oh no, it'll live on. People know those songs. They'll they'll download them. They'll find a way. But yeah. uh yeah. So anyway, that's why that's number two. Hell yeah. That's pretty cool. So does this lead us to your number one? Yep. Which you already I called it. You called it. All right. Swagger and stroll down the rabbit hole from Diablo Swing. Like We've talked album. about it a bit, but why is it yeah. your number one? I don't know. I just all the albums that came out this year, you know. I mean, Diablo Swing Orchestra always brings it, and they brought it again. That album's killer. Start yeah. to finish, cool tunes. They've stepped up the the musicianship, the songwriting. I dig it. It's cool, and I mm-hmm. listen to it a quite a bit <laughs> it's definitely the most played album hell yeah yeah i uh listened to it for a bit but then it kind of went to the side for me i uh so i couldn't put it in my top five even though it's another band i really respect really love them they really did go up a notch on it but uh yeah it was kind of it was kind of a weird year for me too with music because my kind of go-to favorites of like heavy rock music, metal, or like rap and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't that into it this year. I was doing a lot of like 80s pop albums and reggae and goth stuff. Uh-huh. I was just like, I just really like the more low-key mood setting type music. And uh, it's probably why this album was my number one. It was by this pop artist named Halsey, who Uh, on a whim decided to contact Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross 
and say, hey, would you mind writing the music for my next album? And uh, we talked about that on one episode of this show, where it's like, I kind of wish pop artists that had that capacity would hire musicians like Trent or just, you know, whoever that, you know, isn't totally mainstream, although Trent Reznor's getting there. Like, having done all these movie scores and whatnot, like, he's starting to become a bit of a household name, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just... It was kind of interesting in that regard. Like, all right, if you're just going to be kind of a singer and you don't really write your own music, like, go hire these other bands and see what happens. And uh, this real. one wins because it, like... I listened to it the most out of all albums this year. And it's like one of my favorite aspects of listening to music is throwing in my headphones and going on a walk. Uh Whether it's go get groceries, go downtown, or just simply go on a walk and just listen to tunes. And this is the one that I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be walking and vibing. I'm going to throw on this album. Yep. And it kind of just like got me in my head and match my emotions this year and so yeah that's why that's number one and that's definitely like if yeah it's interesting because if you would have talked to me like 10 years ago you're like yeah this uh pop record by Trent Reznor is going to be your favorite album that year it's like all right Trent Reznor sure but it's interesting (laughs) how much he adopt he adapted to stuff that is popular in music right now and still did his own Trent thing with it. And so it does feel very modern. And that's another thing I got to give it kudos for because a lot of modern stuff I'm not that into. Yeah. And yet this was like, oh, yeah, there's still new, fun, interesting stuff coming out. And uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's the end of my top five. Oh, good tunes. Oh, yeah. Um, So with the last part of this episode, we're going to get into a trivia drinking game. Yeah. You got something to sip on? Oh, yeah. Still working. All right. Still working. Uh, Before we get into that, though, did want to discuss a couple things about this year. I looked up the 10 most significant world events in 2021. Oh. And wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, I'm not going to read this whole list, though, because some of it was, like, really, like, whatever. Like, the AUKUS deal debuts, which was that weird arms agreement that the U.S. did with Australia. And they, like, totally, like, cock-blocked France. Uh Uh-huh. And like, yeah, I remember that. That was a big deal, but eh, at the same time, <laughs> you know, a migration crisis tests rich countries. Like, that's going to happen more and more due to climate change. So, gee whiz, yeah, Iran's nuclear program advances. Uh huh. What else is new? <laughs> Supply chains falter. That was a big deal this year, but yeah. uh, eh, not nearly as bad as everybody thought. Sure. The Taliban's return to power, that was a big one. Yeah. But all I will say with that, the end of the war in Afghanistan and them taking it back in less than a month, 
everybody's like, this is the biggest fuck up and Biden's done. He's going to get impeached. And blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't the American public support for the ending the war in Afghanistan was, I think, at like 64% or something like that. Yep. So people wanted it to end. It was just a nasty reminder of how little was accomplished during it's our nice. time there and how ready the country was to fall back into the hands of the Taliban. So it was definitely yeah. depressing and had, you know, elements of Vietnam ending, that war ending. Yeah. But uh, yeah. None of the issues were of it were really Biden's fault. He was just finally, finally did it, which we've been wanting. Which it forever, I so, yeah. am still quite in support of that he actually yep. just did something because it needed to be ended. Yep. But number five was Ethiopia's civil war worsens. I should probably know more about that than I do. But yeah, you know, yeah. it's one of those things. It's an unstable area. The global democratic erosion continues. What? Yep. We all knew that. Um, I'm saving number three, and it's weird that it is number three, but I guess it kind of makes sense. Um, number two was COVID-19 vaccines arrive as the virus mutates, which it is odd to think that the vaccines arrived this year. Yeah. It was right near the beginning. Yeah. But uh, one thing that I was going to read on this really quick, if I can find that. Um, yeah, vaccines historically have taken 10 to 15 years to develop. And this is the quickest any vaccine has been developed. And previously, it was four years was the fastest one for the mumps. Uh, and yeah, this was created in less than a year. And they work surprisingly well, especially the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, and both more than 90% effective. So you know what? For people that didn't want to take vaccines because they were nervous about, you know, like the research, da, 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 da. I could almost buy the like, hey, man, like these vaccines take 10 to 15 years and they went so fast. I just want to make sure that the science is sound. And, you know, you, you could be, explain to them that it's like, well, the reason those things took 10 to 15 years is they were underfunded because it wasn't a big priority. Yeah. But I could almost buy it if it wasn't clearly just like a, fake out for no you just, you just think the virus yeah. the vaccine is the mark of the devil yeah it's gonna make you communist they said if there were no people that say i do my own research they're just like hey go on out of here mm -hmm. the number one which i think is the definitely the number one problem is that countries fail the climate change challenge again so when they got together in scotland all these countries are like, yeah, we didn't quite hit the mark on curbing emissions and weatherizing homes, so on and so forth. But that at least, at least kind we win again this year. Yeah, at least, at least the United States went again. <laughs> yeah, we went back, uh, which is nice. And there are some positives within that, but yeah, we need to do more there. So I would say that is the crisis of our time 
I don't think it's wild to say that, but I think the biggest thing that will be remembered from this year was Joe Biden becoming president and not because that's that big of a deal. For me personally, I think he's a mediocre, touchy, smelly weirdo, but he's like a mediocre, touchy, smelly weirdo that reminds me of the 90s. You know, your Bill Clintons, your George Bush seniors, it's like, it's your grandpa. I don't really like him much, but that's over there, and I don't have to think about it every day. And so I am eternally grateful for the relief from Trump. But the thing that I think everybody will talk about in the history books about this year was January 6th. That's yep, most likely. Where a mob of a bunch of complete idiots and sycophants and whatever else you want to think of. Storm yep. the Capitol because they thought they were saving us yep. or saving the country. And I remember waking up that day and just, I, I had never felt that sick to my stomach. Like, I think 9 11 mm-hmm. was a really big deal, but I was a moody teenager. So I was already in a bit of a weird, moody, disgusted headspace. <laughs> Yeah. And so 9-11 was just a surreal, like, whoa, what the fuck? And that was clearly worse than January 6th. But yeah, waking up to the news of January 6th was just really depressing uh-huh. and disgusting. And so that's, once again, what I posit to all my conservative friends. I don't have issues with balancing the budget or even being pro-gun or being against abortion yeah i get all that wanting to hold on to these perceived american traditions but you are losing everything that made the republican party great at one time or another whether it be lincoln's party or you get your teddy roosevelt's yeah you know it's just it's a complete tarnishing and basically infection of a one of the great american parties and you i am a firm believer in uh, loyal opposition and that we do live in a two-party system and that ain't changing anytime soon so yeah you can totally have your side and be like nah man i'm team democrat or team republican or whatever but getting back to a headspace where they are not your enemy or you know because one of them wins you're gonna go to one of our halls of power and rub your shit on the wall yeah it's uh you're like oh man that's just my uncle he has some crazy thoughts he thinks jesus is real whatever (laughs) but uh yeah that was like probably the big story of the year for me yeah being being very kind extending the olive branch again after january 6th so and all those re- all those things they complain about that they say Democrats like that think is an opposition isn't even an opposition. That's the most annoying part. <laughs> we want to balance the budget too, and no Democrat is pro-abortion. <laughs> like There's our, be our some. way will have There's less abortion. Some. Yeah, but just as like there's every Republican wants an elephant gun and you know wants to. Sure. be able to shoot anybody that walks on their yard yeah it's there there might be some but they are not the majority 
<laughs> sure. Any other thoughts? No, that's it. Oh, we like the firemen. <laughs> Democrats are fine with firemen. Whoever told you that and the fact that you believed it makes me not care if you are my friend, but I'll keep pretending. <laughs> Somebody is saying Democrats don't like firemen? Yes, no, that's a common Republican thing. Like, they hate our first responders. So fuck anyone uh, who can buy that bullshit. <laughs> I vaguely remember you making that crack in the drunken episode two episodes ago. Yeah, no, that's totally true. I was like, true. what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> it's like <totally>. firemen. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. I'm down with the firemen. <laughs> yeah. I'll suck them off. <laughs> um, you know, out of respect. Yeah. But uh, this, real quick, before we get into the trivia and wrapping up the episode, these are the top 10 trending searches in 2021. Ooh. Number one was NBA. Number two was DMX. Three, Gabby Petito. Four, Kyle Rittenhouse. Five, Brian Laundry. Laundry. Six is Mega Millions. Seven was AMC Stock. Stonks was a big thing this year. Yeah, Cryptocurrency, all that. Stimulus check. I was one of those people searching that regularly. <laughs> Georgia Senate race. That was a big deal. Yeah. Near the tail end of the election. It was completely fried. And number 10, squad game. Squid game. Sorry, squad game. Oh, man. Yeah. That makes the word deal. of the year seem so much worse than those were the most searched things from it. Gotta get, oh, did man, I don't think I sent it to you. Did you see the weird RNC meeting where they had oh, Kyle God. Rittenhouse show up? Oh, God, no. They were like, did the air horn work earlier? Oh, I don't think you're sharing the sound, so I couldn't hear, but it probably did. You heard the intro song earlier, didn't you? No. You didn't? I just pretended. Oh, God damn it. I didn't want to stop you in, in the middle of the intro. You got to stop me, bro. <laughs> Computer audio, advanced, share, stereo. Okay. Now you can do So that. at this RNC, um, yeah, whatever you want to call it, like Grifter Show, they bring out <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse. Coo, 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 Kyle Rittenhouse. Coo, coo. <laughs> and they wouldn't stop playing that over and over again. And they like had like a Kyle Rittenhouse rap, like Kyle Rittenhouse is in the house. Kyle Rittenhouse, <laughs> like some terrible shit like that. And I was like, wow, this is what the Republican uh, Party has become. It's, yeah, it's sad. It's very sad. Yeah, definitely. Like idolizing such a stupid person. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, idolizing a crybaby cuck. Yeah. That's what I say. Anyway. That was another story I didn't pay much attention to, though, because I didn't have the mental or emotional fortitude to give nope. a fuck this year very much. But nope. with that, do you have a drink ready? I do. Um, because you didn't hear my first air horn, that means I get two more. <laughs> I played it when you were talking about Devin Townsend. Oh, nice. So, yeah, now you know where it was supposed to go. 
<laughs> but I'm sure it'll come through. Here are the rules of this 2021 trivia game. I had to answer all of these to know what the right answers were. Oh. So I already took it. So we're just going to ask you and you answer. If you get it right, I have to drink. If you get it wrong, you have to drink. Okay. You ready? Gotcha. Let's do it. Question number one. On June 4th, Prince Harry and wife Meghan Markle announced the birth of their daughter, whose name pays tribute to Queen Elizabeth II. What is her name? Queenie, Lilibet, Elizabeth, or Alexandra? Uh, it's not like it can't be the one that it says it is. Queenie? I'm going to go with D. <laughs> D, Alexandra? Sure. You are wrong. Drink. Okay. It is Lilibet. Oh, that was my second guess. I'm like, it can't be Elizabeth. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that stupid. Or like, it's based on Elizabeth. Queenie <laughs> would be pretty bad, too. Yeah. But yeah, Lilibet sounded like a dumb 2021 name. No. Like, is that is that the name or is that one of those Netflix series from... Yeah, it's that one <laughs> Netflix series about chess or whatever. Yeah. Sure. But I got that one right. Oh, wow. Um, if we were doing this hardcore, I'd make you drink again if I got it right and you got it wrong. But, oh, well, we'll move on. Next question. <laughs> Which United States president had his Facebook account suspended in 2021? I'm not going to read all four. the trumpy right i sir i believe i have to hear the full name donald just fucking with you trump correct is that what the chase stands and for? since i didn't have to list all of them i have to drink twice nice <laughs> which of the following billionaires went to space in 2021 do you need me to list them? No. Jeff Bezos. And? What? And which of the following billionaires went to space in 2021? Oh, there's multiple. There's two in each one. So What's... you got Jeff Bezos right. So I'll take one wow. drink for that. <laughs> the other choices were Warren Buffett, Mark Zuckerberg, Sergey Brin, Bernard Arnault, Elon Musk and Bill Gates, Richard Branson. Uh, Musk? Musk go up? Nope. It was Richard Branson. Uh, but you don't have to drink because you got Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Maybe a tiny sip. Word. So far, I've gotten all of these correct. When did Branson go up? Does he have his own? He was the or? Virgin Records guy. I know who he is. but After Bezos. Ah, gotcha. And then I, he might have been the one that helped send Shatner up. Which was another big story. William Shatner getting sent to space. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit bigger story than supply chain issues, but yeah, whatever. Uh, which U.S. city was the first to require people to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination to enter businesses? Do you want the list? Yeah. Okay. 
you have New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, or San Antonio. God damn it. That doesn't help at all. Those are the, the two first ones are the ones I'm guessing between. Uh, New York. You would be correct. Yeah. I thought it was New York, but I was like, nah, it sounds like a California thing. But I was wrong. <laughs> it's New York City. Nice. Uh, so far, I'm winning, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. There's a drink at the end for whoever wins or, Ooh. you know, whatever, whatever it is. Which country hosted the delayed 2020 Olympics in 2021? Japan. Correct. That's a drink. But you got that one too, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Just make Still sure. got a drink if you get it right. Okay. On June 25th, 2021, a fossilized skull of a new species of human which should probably be phrased a uh, humanoid, well, whatever. A fossilized skull of a new species of human was found in Northeast China. What nickname was the skull given? Need the I'm list? gonna need these, yep. All right, bright-eyed man, first man, dragon man, lost man. Uh, first man sounds familiar. It. It is Dragon Man. Oh, weird. Skyrim came I out like can't... <laughs> so long ago. Sure. What is what were they called? Dragonborn. Yeah, Dragonborn. I can't remember exactly why he was called Dragon Man. I think it might have been where he was discovered. Something to do with uh, dragons or something. I don't think it had anything to do with the skull. Gotcha. But could be. Excuse me, got the hiccups now. Um, what was the former name of the breakfast food brand that changed its name to Pearl Milling Company in June 2021? Aunt Jemima. Oh, damn. Didn't even need the list. I just saw a commercial firm the other day and it sat mm. down in the corner. Formerly Aunt Jemima. That's the only reason. It just happens yeah. to be a thing I learned in the last couple of days or I would never know it. Well, and this list is pretty helpful because the other ones they named was Hungry Jack, Krusty's, and Bisquick. It was like, They're oh, you know thing. Bisquick is getting canceled for that <laughs> offensive word. Son of a Bisquick. Maybe the quick shows up. Maybe the bis is, you know, shows up when it feels like it. <laughs> huh? mm. What anniversary is the Harry Potter film franchise celebrating in 2021? It's 10th, 20th, 30th, or 40th. Hmm. Hold on, I'm doing math. This is hard. I thought you were a Potter boy. I am. It's got to be 20, right? Yeah, it's 20th. First movie came out in 20, 2001. Yep, okay. I had to do 22, it. 2001. Yeah. Um... Did we ever talk about that little story of mine when I was in detention? Oh, yeah, the devil Harry Potter thing? Or I think of a different one. Devil Harry Potter. No, no. <laughs> okay. Different when I was incarcerated as a youth, mm -hmm. um, the first movie had just come out. I was like the tail end of 2001 going into 2002. And the guard outside of our rooms kept watching it over and over. 
and oh, the God. thing is is in those rooms they don't turn off the lights you have plastic pillows so it's just a bright light and plastic pillows shitty blankets your roommates farting next to you and all i can hear is i hated that fucking yeah franchise for the longest time still uh, wouldn't say i became a fan of it but that's definitely like pavlov's dogs like if i ever heard harry potter music i was like yeah <laughs> i mean the movies are not even worth you know they're okay but the books they are... start to get pretty good near the end like the first ones are kind of goofy but yeah they get better but still it's not, not even like those books are too big to put into a movie. They're too long, too much stuff in them to try to put into a movie. Fair enough. So. All right. Wrapping it up. We're getting pretty close. Well, never mind. Not that close. But that's fine. We enjoyed this game. <laughs> Which of the following James Bond films released in 2021 was Daniel Craig's last movie as the title character? From Russia with Love, Spectre, no Time to Die, or Skyfall. Ooh. Let's see. I can't remember what was the latest one. Spectre, that's my guess. Eh. Yes, to drink. Which one? It was No Time to Die. Or I don't remember even seeing anything about that one, so cool. Yeah. I don't think I've seen any of the Daniel Craig ones even. <laughs> what? Hmm. Well, I don't think I've seen all the Pierce Brosnan ones for that matter. <laughs> Shit, man. I might have to throw some key James Bond movies at you. We'll have to like watch these over the computer or something. That'd be fun. I don't think it should necessarily take up a visit. It's just something we do every now and again. Throw on a bond. Nice. Yeah. Some of them are like just the progression of what that character is is really interesting to me. And another little anecdotal story, I'll try not to interject these too much, but I think on the show, I've never mentioned that my brother used to pin me to the ground uh-huh. and he had a CD compilation of all the James Bond theme songs uh-huh. and he'd press play and he'd be like, name that, name the movie. What movies this one come from? And he's like hitting my forehead with his knuckle Yeah, over and over. It's like name 10 fruits, but uh-huh. James Bond theme songs. Man, it might be his trivia. It might be his fault. I was like, (laughs) I have to know that. (laughs) But uh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, I was like, that's kind of a sad story. But no, (laughs) it was a lovely memory once I, you know, my forehead started to feel better. (laughs) Um, Which female tennis player was the surprise winner of the U.S. Open in 2021? Need the list? I'll say the names, yeah. I'll, I I think I will recognize it, maybe. Naomi Osaka, Leila Fernandez, Ashley Barty, Emma Raducanu. Uh, Raducanu. The first one, Osaka. That's what I thought. I was wrong. It was Emma Raducana. <laughs> so I will drink. And you will drink. Okay. So far, how how many have you gotten wrong? Have you kept track? No. I have only gotten two wrong so far. Okay. I think I've gotten... 
got three or four right because we've got a few we both got right. So, which of these famous couples did not break up in 2021? Bill and Melinda Gates, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, Elon Musk and Grimes. Who did not break up? Man, I don't care about any of these people. <laughs> I don't know. The second one? Who are those people? Those are the people I'm... You're right, with. but you gotta say their names. Goldie? And? Buck? <laughs> Buck. <laughs> I don't know why it's already Goldie gone. Hawn and Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, okay. Kurt Russell is Snake Plissken. <laughs> um... I'll take a sip for that, I guess. Uh, me too. <laughs> yep, all those other ones broke up. What a bunch of losers. <laughs> Lame. Yep. In 2021, who was the first woman of color to win an Oscar for Best Director? Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Kelly Reichardt for First Cow. Regina King for One Night in Miami. Lorene Scafaria for Hustlers. Oh man, I I seem to recall something here about something about Nomad Land, so I'm going to guess that one because I don't haven't heard of the other ones. So ah, you got it, Chloe Zhao. Nice. She went on to direct Eternals for Marvel, which wasn't one of their biggest movies, but it was one of the bigger movies of the year. Nice. Uh, which country won the Eurovision Song Contest in 2021 in Rotterdam? Switzerland, Malta, Greece, or Italy? I don't even know what that thing is. Malta. Because I like the name. Eh. I guess Switzerland, I was wrong. It was Italy. So we'll both sip. I don't even know what that thing is, what they're talking about. So... Eurovision? Yeah. It's like weird river dance, singer dance stuff. Huh. Yeah. Will Ferrell made a silly comedy about it on Netflix. All right. We're going to try to power through these last little bit. You ready? Ready. Which Dr. Seuss book will Dr. Seuss Enterprises no longer publish due to its offensive imagery? If I ran the zoo... The Cat in the Hat, Green Eggs and Ham, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh-huh. I don't think it would be any of the last three, so that must be the first one. <laughs> yeah. I think they could have gotten a little more obscure. <laughs> yeah. There's no way they're canceling those bottom three. Yeah. If I ran the zoo, what a piece of shit. That book is just as bad as Mein Kampf. Uh, they were going to do Iraq the Zoo next. Exactly. Which country topped the leaderboard at the delayed 2020 Olympics? I'm not going to list this for you. Us. Us? U.S.? Yeah. Hey. Wait, you were correct. My bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was say, I was like, the ones I saw, we were doing pretty good. I was looking at it saying I was wrong and I still couldn't. Maybe China's gotten to me. Uh, I said it was China, but I think China did win the most gold medals. 
Oh. But yeah, U.S. got the most medals. Oh, okay. So let me take a quick little sipsy. So it's known. I do not prefer this version of the trivia game. I like when we can go back and forth. Technical difficulties. Yeah, but I have to chatter for so much of it. Can't get my sipsies in. <laughs> um, ah, fuck. Which legend of the musical theater world sadly passed away in November 2021? Hey, we shouted him out. Stephen Sondheim. And I got it wrong because I forgot. Oh my Jesus. I knew you I know you shouted him out. I was <laughs> like you Leonard Bernstein. Huh. That sounded That's... about right, but Stephen Sondheim. I did mess with it in my brain for a minute, but I was wrong. Sipsy. In which of the following canals did the container ship ever given run aground? Corinth Canal, Suez Canal, Panama bing, Canal, bing, 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 bing. Beijing Hongzhou Canal. Yeah. Shout out Hongzhou! Oh, hey. Shout out Hongzhou! That's the city I lived in in China. Have you, have you stuck your feet in that very canal? No, I don't okay. think so. Anyways, smart. Yeah, so I didn't even it. know that they had a canal. Well, it sounds like a big one if it's got those shipping containers. So I don't know if it actually does. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Suez Canal. Correct. Same scene. Abdul Razak Gurna won a Nobel Prize in 2021 in which of the following fields? Literature, peace, medicine, economics. Hmm. Man, I have no idea. Let's go economics. Incorrect. Dang. I was wrong as well. I said medicine, assuming it would be some vaccine COVID thing. But nope, he won for literature. Right. And I don't know what. There you go. The delayed Euro 2020 football tournament took place in 2021. Which country won? Oh, God. Federalist them. Italy, Spain, England, France. England. Incorrect. I guess Spain. I was wrong as well. It was Italy. Italy. Okay. Italy wins another one. Okay. They're kind of winning this year in a way. They also uh-huh. had that crappy movie House of Gucci come out. Ah. I don't know if that's attached to Italy or not. <laughs> totally. <laughs> But uh, England, I remember, was making quite an advancement. And then all this horrible, hateful rhetoric came out on the internet. Uh-huh. And then you're like, yeah, you didn't know football fans were like this? Like, not just American football fans, football hooligans, as they like to call them. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, they're hooligans. They're, yeah. Uh, yeah. They uh, don't speak very kindly of other nations they have to compete with kicking the ball. Indeed. Yeah. I definitely don't think humanity won this year. No. I've kind of become less of a fan. Some years I go up, sometimes I go down, just like the stock market. Yeah. 
stonks are down for humanity in my in my mind yeah all right this these next ones are worth double triple quadruple the points oh no if you beat me or if you match me i have to finish my beer oh if i win you have to finish yours you correct or ready <laughs> yeah i guess I don't, yes. i'm not keeping track but yeah let's do it we could just both finish our beers yeah which of these is the name of a hurricane which struck at the end of august 2021 hurricane ira hurricane ida hurricane irma hurricane isla i know that this second two are both hurricanes i'm gonna go with ida correct okay oh, i remember hearing that one on the mm-hmm. news a lot and our last trivia question of 2021 what was the name of the 2021 united nations climate change conference which took place in scotland cop 26 mop 21 cap 96 bop 28 what the the one with the year in it, I guess, would be my guess. I have with no idea. In it. The one that has 21 in it, I'm guessing. Oh, MOP 21. Well, that's my best guess. Incorrect. Drink your beer. Why would they COP call 26. It, why would they call a year that's not that year? I that's think it was year. 26 because it's the 26th one. Uh, in Copenhagen. Is Copenhagen in Scotland? No, Denmark. I don't know what the COP stands for. I guessed correctly, though, or vaguely remembered it. Climate on point 26. (laughs) It's getting hot in here. Kyle Rittenhouse. (laughs) All right. Kind of a depressing year, but a good episode. Indeed. And we did that, what we do to get through the year. Absolutely. Great. We survived. <laughs> Suck my unit. Now do it again next year. Survive. <laughs> Probably just be sitting in the bathtub farting. <laughs> All righty. Well, happy new year to you. I'm sure I might well. chit chat with you before that happens, but uh, indeed, yeah, that's the last episode of the year, number fifty-eight. There you go, almost made it. We almost had exact. Yeah, that's it. Almost, almost got almost to right sixty-nine. To so close. Yeah. Well, we'll see you at episode four twenty. All righty. <laughs> ta ta. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to The Jacob Wayne Show. If you would like to contact us, please write us at fogkoshka at gmail.com. That is F-A-K-O-S-H-K-A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. 
please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to